0: Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Janelle Pritchard, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast.
1: Thank you.
0: Hey, this is going to be a good chat. Look, we originally met, I think uh, you were working for Enable Broadband, you were like the head of marketing um, there, and uh, I remember that we, we started having a talk, and I was just blown away, like you have a knowledge of marketing, um, and, and it was really good to like to Actually, deal with someone who understood marketing. So I want to get you on because now what you're doing now, operations, head of operations and management at uh, at Harcourt's Homewood. So you've got a depth of knowledge, which I think my audience is really going to enjoy. So thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, so let's kick off. Like, because you have a very background, and I know just from just talking, you were doing hospitality management as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that for just a second. Where did you get started in, in your journey to becoming and in, getting involved in marketing?
1: Um, I guess what well, we can go all the way back. I mean, I always wanted to be a hotelier ever since I was a little girl. Yep. Um, that was what I wanted to be in life. So when I left school, I went and studied hospitality management and I did that for three years. Um, but I always, even from a young age, wanted to always work with the best. If I was going to deliver plates to a table, I yep. wanted to deliver the best plates in the best restaurant. Oh, wow. Um, so I guess um, where, do you think, where do you think
0: that came from? Like, I don't know, I and just, also, like, yeah. why choose hospitality Like, at a young age? like, when... I
1: think, well, like, my, my father worked for Air New Zealand. We were really right. fortunate yep. to travel a lot. And so I got this real love for hospitality mm-hmm. and tourism. True. So that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah um so i embarked on that career which took me all over new zealand and australia yeah.
0: so did you end up doing the diploma like the, yes yeah? yep the
1: three yep, years three
0: years nice. yeah so do you want to know a secret i did that as well
1: <laughs> but did you make it through
0: no i did i did the 751 <laughs> the first year and then i was sort of hey you should probably do the hospitality management in the three years and i like, oh, seriously i would two years of polytech i couldn't do any more <laughs> And I kind of realised I like the other side of the bar versus yeah. that side of the bar. So. I
1: had a few classmates like that. Yeah.
0: So, so <laughs> hey, well done. So, it, like, you get the diploma and it takes you all over? Were you starting to work in hotels? What
1: yeah. So I was working for uh, IHG Hotels, so I had a bit of an internship, which um, was fabulous. So I got to work in every every area of the hotel, cool. and I did that in New Zealand and Australia.
0: Did you find a p- favourite part, like, in, inside the hotel? It was always
1: in food or beverage. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. That was my... Little passion spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you said like you you wanted to work for the best. So so what was that driven out of? Is that driven out of your experience with with uh, traveling with your? Parents yeah, and, I think yeah. so.
1: And yeah. I think I think that's probably a bit of a theme throughout my career. Is I've always gone to work for companies which have great products and services yeah. that I can be really proud of, and that you know ultimately it does make your life a lot easier, especially in yeah. marketing. If, yeah. If you if those products are leading in their field.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the companies that you started working
1: for? Um so obviously I did I worked with IHG Hotels for about 10 years and then really the lure of more regular hours because the yeah. you know hospitality isn't that glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um drew me into working for Vbase which is now Venezuela oh, Tahi. True. So yeah. I took up a role there in um, as a business development manager. Yep. Yeah. And that company changed hugely over the 10 I uh, had, had another 10 years there. Um, where I worked my way up into the sales and marketing manager position. So I led a, an awesome team of um, sales and marketing professionals. And look, that was still to this day, and I tell this to my boss now, that was still like the best job of my life.
0: Yeah. why you know? is that?
1: Well, you got to deliver these incredible events, you yeah. know, and you were really selling and marketing something that all people took away from that was an experience. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like selling a pair of shoes or yeah. anything. They literally were taking away an experience. Yeah. And, so we were always working hard to bring the best experiences to the city and then obviously making sure that we delivered on that when people yeah. you know, were coming to our venue. Because,
0: because some, selling an experience is totally different than selling something that you could touch and is very tangible, right? You, Absolutely. You've got uh, to kind of rely on, on a different skill set. And is that something that you, you saw a challenge like you really like to, to to do?
1: I love that. And that's yeah. all, I mean, I was in that experience business yeah. and that's all I'd ever done, um, which probably then led me to realize, well, firstly, I realized once I got into that role, I actually really loved um, marketing, and I probably had a little bit of a knack yep. for it. And then I felt like, hang on, I just, I felt like a little bit of an imposter, and I didn't yep. have the credentials because obviously I didn't study oh, marketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was actually like it was brutal, but I had to be brutal, and I had, I, I left that job to go and do my degree in business oh, wow. management and marketing. Um. That's it, awesome. Yeah, but it was it was one of those things. Even though you know, I've got that piece of paper, and look, has it really helped me get a job today? Probably not. Mm. But for me, it was something I had to do. So yeah. I always felt like I had the credentials to do the role.
0: Nice. So so you went to university at an older age, right? How how was that like? Like yeah. I see. That's. You know, that's a challenge in itself. A lot of people would go, Oh, that's too hard. Want to no, do
1: that. it was. Look, I had I had a little preschooler as well. Um, awesome. and look, the best thing about that was I actually inspired a few of my other older friends to go back and study that's as cool. well. One's gone on to do the MBA, they were like, If you can do it, yeah, yeah. um, with little children, then we can do it. So that was awesome. And look, it was really tough when I was doing it. I don't yeah. think I'd do it again. Mm. Um, but I've done it now. And and I actually also was very fortunate at that time, that's where we met. To pick up, it was a part time. Um, started off as a part time management yep. role at Enable. Yeah, and I knew nothing about a telco. I'd only ever you know, worked in <laughs> events and hospitality. I mean, I thought fibre broadband came out of a satellite <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> oh,
0: probably people still do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it goes to show you. Um, I guess you know. Obviously, I learned a lot more about mm. fibre broadband, but um, you can really go on to, yeah. to apply your skills in any field. Yeah.
0: So uh, your degree, what did that teach you? Like, what did what were you really like? Because you. were you learning? Did you think you were learning marketing, like you were going university? I think
1: I realized a lot of it you just already knew, but you didn't have the you didn't, paper? You, you didn't have the, the correct name yeah. for that, yeah, yeah. Um, Or you know, and, and at the same time, I was learning so much on that job. In, yeah. A neighbour I worked with some incredibly smart people, mm. um, so they taught me a lot along the way. And we always worked with our partners, the likes of yeah. um, Digital Influence, Harvey yeah. Cameron, um, yeah. external agencies, Research First, and from that, I think it was just a combination of doing that. And doing the learning at the same time yeah. helped me.
0: Yeah. And, like, obviously, re- graduating, um, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, like, that was cool. Yeah. Because, like, we have, you know, we've got people that have just recently graduated that work here, you know, and it's in, like, they are, it's a very proud moment for them, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's the more the effort that you put into the studying mm-hmm. and the time frames and even that comes comes with it, right? But It is interesting, though, like, I've uh, got a new girl started recently and, She's learnt more in four weeks probably than she's learnt, you know, and exactly. more, more practical stuff, mm. more stuff that's more, I guess, focused in that digital space. So you know, you do learn, I guess, but you still have to do that journey, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a talking point around the office. something am the like only one without a degree.
1: Hey, it's not too late. You can come and do it. us be your inspiration. There it is. There it is.
0: Challenge <laughs> not accepted. Um, but but you know, well done on doing that because I think it's it's a it's you know like it. it it's a, it's a confidence thing, and, and obviously it gave you more confidence to have mm. that stepping stone to, to get into things. I really like what you said, though, you know, when you're working at VBase and, and selling an experience. I think that's, a, that's something I've noticed with you. You're very good at, right? And you look to... You look to create, even with the, some of the stuff that you're doing now with with Harcourts and, and maybe some of the internal selling you're doing. You look to create experiences for the people that that work there, you know. And I've Absolutely. seen some of the stuff coming out. Is is that? Do you think that's part of your like? I think everyone has a unique gift and unique. Um, you know, is that something that you've got? Like,
1: I reckon. I reckon that could be my secret. Yeah. My secret herbs and spices. Um, I nice. think it is. Just always bringing it back to your own client, your own experience as the customer, or from yeah. things that you've heard your family and friends tell you about. Yeah. And I can relay that from all of the jobs that I've been in, yeah. everyone's experienced, all of those companies. Yeah. And so you're always I'm always trying to put myself in their shoes. So when it comes to like if we're doing something around the client experience or we're streamlining a process or we're creating a piece of marketing, it's just really thinking about what I've heard and what I've experienced yeah, um, and just trying to hit all those pain points and really resonate with whoever, you know, who the audience is. Yeah.
0: What are some of the things you go to to look at first? Like, like you start talking to people about things or you just.
1: People think, are normally pretty forthcoming. When you yeah. tell them when you where you work, it doesn't yeah. take, I mean, especially look around that fibre broadband rollout, you know, there was a lot of people, um, you know, it wasn't always easy to get broadband mm. in your home and that yeah. was a really challenging um a thing to market because we actually were a wholesaler and we couldn't sell it. Yes, So all you can do is just build brand awareness and push them to a retailer. So it was a really, really challenging. I probably learned the most in that role, um, in particular marketing than any other position yeah. um so yeah people are really forthcoming And you just ask the right questions and then you st- and then you use this and this is great stuff to use especially yeah. when you're trying to pitch an idea to a board or to a management team or to your CEO as yeah. you pull on those experiences yeah. and they're pretty hard to argue with
0: yeah especially yeah you know, if you've got what people really want right and mm-hmm. you, you know, patch that around what are some of the what are some of the campaigns that you can think of straight away that were were fun to do and
1: Oh, I can think of some that I couldn't quite get over the line. Um, Oh,
0: really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Look, I think, um, you know, we've done – look, there's been been so many – um, I think when we when I was at their Base, we did a great um, repositioning around um, make life more eventful, and okay. so that was all around like you know come and experience our venues, our yep. venues, and come and just make your life more eventful, um, and then that but, but, resonated really well internally because yeah. all we did is we just put a way on the front of it we make life more eventful. Ah, uh, true. And it was just, and that that was just, and there were so many links to that because things like, yeah. if we're going to be making life more eventful and this is what we're saying we're doing, we need to show we're doing it. So yeah, it was yeah. little things that we did that you know, rolled out of our team was, you know, in the bathrooms, making sure, you know, we had decals going, make wow. sure you get a selfie spot here.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. You know,
1: when we'd have the balls, handing out little slippers as people left, yep. putting ourselves in their experience when they come in, what are the things you remember when, you know, you nice. go to the bathrooms or when you do go to leave or yeah. when you arrive. Um, so I guess that was, um, we, we pushed that whole positioning out and then we really brought it to life. Yeah. Um, I had, a you know, working with Harvey Cameron, we had a great campaign Um we're around Generation F or Gen F. Yep. So it's bringing like this whole new generation moving into fibre. And look, that was a standout campaign because um, we used kids, you know, as tricky as they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, um, But yeah, we actually that. ran a great little talent um,
0: yeah, I remember that. quest yeah, yeah.
1: essentially yeah. to yeah. hire our talent. Um, we got these gorgeous two-week kids. They were outstanding. They were so great. Yeah, they yeah. had never done anything like yeah. that before.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that Gen F campaign resonated with so many people and we were right in that Um in that middle of that sort of adoption curve, so mm. it was you know, we were trying to climb to get to 100,000 connections, and yeah, we, we plastered them all over the city.
0: Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, that's very cool. good. It yeah. Worked. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think you know, like that whole structure of, of putting campaigns together, you know, something you just said there you thought about the experience. You know, mm. I always look at things when it comes to marketing, like a you know, before, during, and after, mm-hmm. you know, what happens before. Um, good marketing, you know, what happens Mm. during and what happens after. You know, if you break that whole experience down, you know, like the, was it the formals you were giving away, slippers and stuff like that. You know, it's like, okay, what can we leave them with? That's, but, you know, Mm. that leaves that impression, that after experience. And I think a lot of businesses, they forget, to break that, but they probably don't understand breaking marketing down. What happens beforehand? You know, mm. like what does is, what does is, what is, what does is a while experience look like beforehand? You know, what is what is it? It's easy to do. well, easy to think about it during, yes, because you're in there, right? Yes. Like, and you are okay. But what yeah. about after as well? Before and after, I think it's a area that's kind of kind of forgotten. Mm, um, I agree. Yeah. So V based though, like so that's you know events. Mm-hmm. So like concerts and that type of stuff.
1: Concerts, rugby. Yep. Yeah. Conventions, trade shows, galas, nice everything. You so know. really,
0: they really are experienced. You know, there right? was, yeah,
1: we would deliver around fifteen hundred events a year. So wow, yeah,
0: that's impressive. Mm. Nice. Hey, and also you—you—you also worked at. You've obviously done a bit of work with property developers, and you've done Mm -hmm. a bit of work with um, other hospital events as well. Hospital companies. So you've worked with some of the biggest, you know, in Christchurch probably as well.
1: Yeah, always work for the best. Never settle for anything less.
0: Yeah, it's Um, it's not a bad takeaway, right? Yeah, you know, it definitely makes you know if
1: you if you you know, but you can be picky. I think around where you go, it certainly makes life a little bit easier when you're working with a great product or portfolio that the role prior to Homewood um, with the Oxford Group, you know, standout venues, some of the most successful venues in the South Island, some in New Zealand. Um, you know, and trying to create again, creating great experiences. Mm. There's plenty of other bars and restaurants that we are competing with. Yeah. We're all selling the same products. Yeah, but again, it was like, what can we do? How is our experience different? Yeah,
0: how can we stand out? Mm. And how can we make a standout product even more stand out? Right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to get something to 110 if you're dealing with 100, right? Versus dealing with a, a 60 or a 70. Always work with the best. Like, I love that. Like that's 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 a really good takeaway. And is that where do you get where did you get that from like that's a that's obviously a belief that you've created and a standard mm. that you've set right like is that is that something that you like it's a kind of a, it is a mindset right and i love talking about mindset on this podcast is where did that come from
1: I honestly i don't know yeah. i think it's just um i don't know if it's from my own experiences um, I think you know I started off with some really good companies, you know, mm. from a young age, I'm with working with IHG Hotels. So yeah. it's pretty they, hard they, to go back from that, the there. Because
0: they were a good, like that was like Park Royal back yes. in the day. Yes, yeah, Crown Plaza, yeah, Crown yeah. Plaza, yeah, mm. totally. So that that was a, they were mm. the standard. Definitely here in Christchurch, and the hotel, you know, that was the hotel. The hotel, sure. yeah, 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 And I think anyone who had been in hospitality probably had wanted would have wanted to have worked at that hotel. Mm. You know, that was that was the standard. Yeah, so you probably saw from, like, early on what it was like to work. Yeah, with the it's pretty
1: hard. It's yeah. like if you fly, you know, at the front of the plane, it's pretty hard to go to the back again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know that. I wouldn't
1: know this, but. No.
0: no, I flew to Miami recently and flew business class over there, but didn't realise you didn't get a ticket into the American, like, you know, oh, right no. from the top of the plane, from the plane, to the back of the plane. And it was, like, 40 degrees. It's unbelievable. First world problems. <laughs> yeah, sure is. Yeah. Hey, so okay, that's a, that's a pretty interesting grounding. Like you've obviously, um, what I love about that is you, you've you know you've realised you need to do a marketing degree. You mm-hmm. went and got that the marketing degree, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to work in Enable Broadband. You got a part time job there, and as as you, and then where did that evolve like into?
1: Well, quickly it quickly became a full time job, yeah. um, because we had some pretty pretty big targets we wanted to mm. hit. And when you're in that, um, you know, when you're dealing with a technology product, um, and there's obviously you're in that, you've got your early adopters, and then you start to go into that growth phase. Well, we were right at the top of that curve, so it was a yeah. real race to get there. Yeah. And it was a real race to get there while we were rolling the product out and we were visible in the in the streets, because once it was underground. They yes. didn't know about it. Yes. Um, and obviously, um, you know, I wasn't there at, at COVID, but um, that also accelerated another mm. big uplift in numbers because, yeah. you know, the amount of people then realising that they needed really fast yeah. broadband. Fast broadband. Um, but trying to convince that to people at the time that were only used to an inferior product, was, yeah. it was it was challenging. So
0: It's definitely seen, like, that whole landscape grow, though. But it was mm. interesting. I remember we, when we were helping that, that it was interesting because Enable was the wholesaler. Yes, you know, so you you could do so much, um, and then people still had to choose who they were going to go with, and there was a little bit of confusion. How did you how did you guys get around that in the end? Or did, you, did you just oh look, land we, at that, you know?
1: we had some incredibly <coughs> smart data analysts that worked in that business because you and you're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into marketing, mm. and you've got to. Show the return on that to yeah. the board or to the management team. We had to have some really strong um, data around it. So what we actually did was really targeted marketing into specific suburbs. Yep. Um, we would we use mosaic segmentation mm. to know exactly what the dominant um, mosaic group was in each area, so nice. what marketing levers to pull. Yeah. So you know, for certain areas, you would have to use addressed mail and um, and maybe certain radio, yep. whereas others we could do billboards, mm. flyers in a door-to-door team. Yeah. So we adapted it. But then what we would see is we'd be measuring the uptake in that area. And then the moment we pulled all the levers for our marketing, there would be like a 10 to 14-day lag, and then we'd see an uplift and audits for that suburb. Oh, so yeah. it was a great way yeah, to yeah. prove that what you were doing was what, working. What you
0: were doing was working. Because a lot, a lot of the times, obviously, taking that to the board level, yeah. It's very hard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they only see in the now. <laughs> yeah. And and you're trying to paint that picture, right? Mm-hmm. One thing I think is really key, and it's really key for for the listeners of of this podcast, is you listen to what Janelle was saying there. They were measuring stuff. You know, they were looking at data. And I think that's, you know, whether you're looking just at your analytic level uh, with your Google Analytics and, and that sort of stuff, you must be looking at that data. You must be getting some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that, well, you've just said it, you relied on that and you, you really... Started to use that more and more inside the business to get better decisions.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, you could see it became visually really obvious mm. when you when you could measure what was happening and then see the uplift.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So once we got that, like it wasn't it didn't just happen. Once we yeah. got to that level of reporting, um, it didn't then it didn't matter who that who they were placing the order through. We could yeah. see an uplift. Yeah. Um. So. You know, sometimes and you know, like I've worked in companies since that so we don't have that level of yeah. um technical yeah. expertise in how in house. So you've got to well, find some, other ways to program. Yeah,
0: and sometimes you don't need that no that level, right? But but at the same time you still need to be able to measure and 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 you know, I think Campbell Parker said it best on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know, if you really want to manage something, you've got to measure it. You know. Mm-hmm. Without it, like you're just guessing and, and I think that's even the littlest things you can, you know, always ask, how did you hear about us? Yeah. Cool. Oh, you heard. Oh, ECO. Oh, great. Oh, a referral. Brilliant. Uh-huh. You know, like little things like that. Just start asking. So, yeah, understated. So, working at the Naval broadband, you've left there, uh-huh. and and obviously, do you still like your. Still wanting to grow your marketing career? Like is that
1: Yeah. So I did this is where I did um I actually was contracting for a few years, so to some developers, um again, something completely different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was in that land development space. Yep. Um and so that was that was a game where we were in that real building boom mm. so um yeah so we were doing a lot of subdivisions and then obviously there was a lot involved there. In that and I learned again heaps but probably more on the business side Yeah, um and then taking those to market and um yes yeah, so I did that for a few years but well for a couple of years but um then the lure of you know hospitality yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> was put in front of me again yeah. and back I went
0: yeah and but, but just looking at that subdivision, what did you learn? What were some of the key takeaways there? Like- well
1: again, I I probably applied a lot of my learnings from enable is mm. when you would launch into when when we launched a subdivision. So um like the deco part was a really big one that we did out in Lincoln, yep. it was at the start, you kind of had to throw everything at it yep. to figure out what was working. Yep. So we threw a whole lot of in terms of um, the platforms that we were on um, and the, where we were targeting yep. but it was initially it was after like that first couple of months when you can see where that inquiry is coming yeah. from or where the sales were coming yep. from and what we realised was like 90% of it was coming from within the Selwyn district so oh. that straight away told me well hang on let's pull back on everything kind of from outside that district yeah, let's yeah. do a little bit but let's really intensify in here nice. so that's when we really amped up and um, like the, the print out there and yeah. outdoor media because we knew that's that's where our business was coming yeah. from. It was people moving within the district.
0: Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Like little things that you can learn. Like I always say small hinges swing big doors. Mm-hmm. And it's the little things you can learn that just add up to going, you know what? This is where our people are. Hmm. Let's go where the people are.
1: Yeah, let's you not know? keep doing the same thing. Let's
0: not keep doing the same thing. And and I think, you know, it was interesting, to had some people in here before and they're looking at doing marketing and were, all these different things that we're going to do. And i was like, where's your people? And um. like, they were like, well, probably over here. And I was like, yeah, they probably are over here, but let's do a few things because we need we can't just be thinking we're right let the data tell you, but I'm pretty sure those people are going to be over here. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, so so doubling down on where they are, that, that's so cool. Um, and obviously, sales would have increased from that, right? Like, Absolutely. Look, acquisition cost goes down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, sales go up, and everyone's happy. So that's pretty cool. Once again, another another great takeaway there. So back in hospitality, though, uh, and, and like one thing I've learned from hospitality, it's like in marketing, hospitality, um, it, it's challenging, right? Like you, you've you're like there's so many variables mm. for making hospitality work from a marketing perspective. And look, we've got good at it over the years, um, but but it takes time. What What are some of the key learnings that you took away from oh, back in hospitality? See, I
1: think marketing and hospitality is quite easy, yeah, compared to what I'm doing now. Yeah, we'll um, You know, I actually used this example with an agent the other day mm. who was wanting to do some lead generation, and and I was saying, look at they're like I don't know where to target and who to target, and I yeah. said, you know, it isn't. It isn't like I could set up an ad campaign, um, like in my last role, and go right. We want to target twenty first for this venue, yeah. and it was so easy yes. because you just target yeah, every true. twenty year old yeah, 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 yeah. Um, within this area, and boom, you get yeah. you just get these leads, and it's just. So yeah. that was a really easy. Yeah. I found that yeah. if you, and again, it depends yeah. on what what products you have. Um, but we had an ideal location for twenty first, so that was easy. But it was all. Um, you know, it was really it was really quite interesting. We could never get all six venues all completely humming at the same time. You'd mm. always one would just be needing a little bit more. Yep. So you'd you'd go over there and you could actually you, you, we normally would fix it with marketing yeah, so yeah. there would either be there'll be something wrong with the the experience or yeah. there would be something wrong with um the marketing but yeah. we could pull a few levers and we could get it up again but yeah. you would take your eye off one one and then another one goes yeah. so that's what it was like we were yeah, always yeah. sort of you'd start the day off with one fire and <laughs> a couple more but you, you you just could never get them all going completely yeah. perfectly at the same time mm. but it always results it's it's always the results it's it's looking at the next day that turnover yeah. and if you see the the numbers and can, would always compare on the year prior. Like, uh, why yep. did we do less? Why was it? What what haven't we done? What did we miss? Okay.
0: Yeah. It's good to have, be able to go over across six venues as well. Like mm-hmm. that, that gives you a bit of strength and something that you, you can learn a lot more than saying mm-hmm. just having one one venue where you just, you know, okay, what's, what is going right? What, well, it's certainly
1: challenging because, you know, when they're really diverse, they don't compete with each other either, which yeah. is a great thing. Yeah. So none of our venues competed with each other, um, but yeah, they they all had entirely different demographics. So yeah. you were you were always super challenged yeah. to, and always trying to put yourself in that demographic of each venue. Yeah
0: how 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 did you challenge yourself with that? Because I think that's one of the hardest things when it comes to marketing a business is to get yourself in to that demographic, right? Yeah. Especially if you have more than one demographic, right? That's like, that's actually like from a brain perspective, the energy it takes to actually, mm. you know, get involved in that. How did, you, how did you handle that?
1: Well, all the service hospitality. Yeah. We had to spend a lot of time in the venues, partaking. Ah, yeah, yeah, true. true. Um, and it is, to be it is, it's yeah. a lot of that. It's a yeah. lot of observing. Yep. It's a lot of, um, you yeah, being in the space and just noticing the types of people and yep. all the ones that would come up and then not walk in and then see which venues they would yep. walk into. So yep.
0: nice. a lot of
1: observation Um, was really how we'd, and and that's how you figured out who your target was. And yeah. it became and, and and that was when we could be really, really specific, when we were trying to market certain venues.
0: Yeah. So human behavior, we're looking at human behavior. Yeah. So all, all absolutely. Same things. Mm-hmm. Nice. And obviously then you had those venues that could okay, that's for the twenty one year olds, that for the thirty year olds mm-hmm. and, and you know,
1: these are for the tradies yeah. or or yeah. whatever you know yeah. you ha- but you were yeah. you're continually look, yeah. putting on a different hat thinking yeah. about that working on that for forty five yeah. minutes and then to the next one
0: yeah nice
1: so it's so a huge volume of marketing and activity yeah. um happened for quite a small team yeah and it was very like um you know there was a lot of that was through covid as well so it was yeah. a lot of off and on off and on
0: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Crazy times. <laughs> crazy times. Hey, so now now you're obviously uh, involved with Harcourt's Homewood. Yes. And you're doing some really cool stuff there. But but obviously now you've got a whole bunch of pe- team that you're looking after, you know. You, you, so how you, how are you handling all that? Because that's once again, now there's another skill set that you have to use, right? So how how has that been for you like and what are you learning there? Well, it
1: is so different because yeah. you really have two clients. So you have obviously your vendors or mm. your, your sellers and your buyers. Yeah. So that's obviously, our, you know, our customers, but you also have your agents and yeah. we have, you know, nearly a hundred agents, but yeah. they're also, they're all independent contractors and our job is to provide a really good experience for them as well. And yeah. in turn, they provide a great experience for their clients. Yeah. Yeah. So we really have, yeah, two, two sets of clients to work with. So we do obviously on the agent side, focus a lot around retention and yeah. their experience, um and likewise for for our sellers and buyers
0: yeah and as far as marketing you know like Mm. so because we've talked a wee bit about this and and how you're helping your agents market because i think like some of the experience that you're obviously bringing to it is from an outside you know which is kind of a traditional way of marketing real estate right and you're bringing some other ideas how how do you find like Firstly how are they landing you know mm. like with with people because you know there's been a very traditional way of ma- of marketing real estate right so how how's that
1: well this is um you know this is a cause for debate often in in our office mm. um because um, I guess there is, you know, there's still this idea that it's, you know, this belly to belly real mm. estate. So it's yeah. still doing, you know, making the calls, having the face to face and doing, doing to, it, you know, it's a contact sport. So yeah. making sure you're just regularly yeah. in front of people. Yeah. But in saying that, you know, there's some agents and we've seen our teams and in other, in other franchises that, you know, getting a lot of success of other forms mm. of marketing as well. So it's just, and it's a fine balance because you don't want the agents to stop doing that yeah. traditional form of yeah. sales um, and rely on lead generation and these other things. So you've got to just strike this balance and not yeah. focus on one too hard yeah. because they do become, they could become dependent on it. Yeah. That, and that's not what we want.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so obviously training becomes a uh, a big part of that thing, right? Like you yes. training people, you know, training them on the obviously the basics yeah. first, and then and then you know training them on other stuff. Mm-hmm. What how do you, how do you what's your role in that? Like obviously, general manager of operations, you obviously a lot of it right now. So yeah. so what do you what's your day to day look like? Uh wow! Well,
1: really? You know, it's it's actually quite interesting. So people, businesses, you know, it's business, right? So people, there's ups and downs. Mm. So generally, I can be working, you know, any one time with three or four particular agents. Yep. So they might just be going through a little growth phase, or they might just be ready to take their business to the next level, or they nice. might just be going a little bit of a rut and need a bit of need a bit of help. So yep. that's the bit that I love because. Yep. You get, you get in and you really get to know them and really understand what their clients love about them and what they yep. bring to the table. Because despite, you know, they've all got the same job title, but they all bring something a little bit different. And so I really try and draw that out. And then that's the piece that now we've got our internal product around where we sit with them and create their own brand proposition. That's cool. not another cliche, yeah, which yeah. is just one of my pets. um and so we create something that they feel really good about and proud about um you know we give them a little bit of their own um assets in terms of branding yeah obviously remembering the Harcourt's brand that's where the strength is it's the most trusted real estate brand in New Zealand so we try and and we educate them about that that that's where that's where um the trust lies and you're not bigger than the brand yeah um but you're just doing that in a in a way. Sometimes people have an idea that they maybe have seen from somewhere and when we draw it right down, um, look, I had this with an agent the other day, they're like, oh, I, I need to do that something in, in my farm area, which is a franchise area, and I yeah. think, it's, think it should have this and this. And I was like, but what do you think they really, you know, not everyone's wanting to sell though. Like, do you not think, what, you know, what about if you could give them something that they don't already have so we actually... Um, you know, she was focusing on being an area specialist in yeah. a certain location. I said, why don't you give your top five greatest tips for, it was in Mirabelle, mm. in Mirabelle right now, like really think about it. Yeah. And actually you're giving them something and it's, then it's, there's a soft sell. But I yeah. said, because then rather than just saying, I can give you a free market appraisal or whatever else yeah. it was actually give them something first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Add value first, right? Mm-hmm. So add value to them, and do it in a way that's not just the same as everyone else. Yeah, it's because you just become vanilla, right? And then mm-hmm. the difference, like just is like there, right?
1: Yeah, and it's tricky because they see so many other agents doing this, so they th- it starts to become yeah. what they think they have to do, or they yeah. think it becomes the norm. So yeah. you do have to really challenge them because, um, you know, to think a little bit differently and to trust. Yes, us. And we're like, hey, we're marketing professionals. This is put yourself in their shoes. If you're living in this area, what would you love? What would you like to receive? And so then they start to understand it. So there's a lot of one on one dialogue.
0: And do you brainstorm that with them? Yes. Is that your kind of Yeah,
1: I love doing that. That's probably my favorite part of my job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because you're good at it, right? You see, you ask better questions and see it from the consumer's perspective or their their client's client, right? Mm. You know, like they they you see it down the track. Where they probably just seeing it here and what they need and what yeah. they want. Yeah. You where you see what the client wants, which is a skill, right? Mm. Um and it's a very well, I guess the, the, there's an interesting part though. So you you're helping them, mm-hmm. you know, obviously open their brains and open their minds to doing other things and doing it different ways. Um how do they? Do you then help them with the follow through of that? Because it's yes. great to have an idea, but if yes. you don't implement I mean,
1: yes, I learned that really quickly. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I've had to create a few tools around that. So around accountability, yep. and agents love accountability, yeah. Um, and people. So what have you done there? What are, well, they mean? they like it. It's different. It's different for everyone. So you yeah. find out what they like. Some it might be like, right, send me a picture, send me a text once you've done that every week. Like this is what we've agreed cool. to do. I won't, you know, send me it. Some we have like a fifteen minute whip. So we have they, and yep. they know they have to have done what we've talked about cool. um nice. yeah and then also with have and i because i'm a little bit of a bit of an organized um person like i put all of these things now into like a um project tracker so we can track what cool. we were going so especially if we're doing a bit of a like relaunch of an agent or a whole piece around their positioning yep. we do all of that so they've got responsibilities yes. and these things that we do but i do try and push a lot of it back on them but there's a lot of that myself or our marketing team yeah. will will facilitate for them as well
0: that's awesome because a lot of times marketing gets like the the i guess where's my leads Conversations, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and like, um, probably one of the best things I ever heard around this was, is at a conference in America. And the the guy, he redetermined, he, he rephrased what sales and marketing was, and they put him into a growth team. And I thought that was really interesting because, because, because sales was sales were coming to marketing going, where's my leads? And, and then marketing was going, well, why aren't you closing the leads I'm giving you, right? Yeah. So they created a growth uh, partnership together. And I thought that was really a good way to phrase it yes. because if, if you, you can't have one without the other, right? You have to actually work together. Um, and yes, and sometimes it's it's really hard when you when you are working with just salespeople that are just focused on, you know, trying to track down that next sale versus mm. doing some things to actually farm those people in yes. and give them value in advance. Yes. So the tracking side of thing. Once again, you're measuring stuff, right? I think that's that's really that's a really key. Like you're you're giving, you know, because there's – as I said, it's great to get people ideas, but if they're not doing anything with well, like well,
1: it. Well, I, and I don't like wasting my time or yeah. my marketing team's time or their time. So yeah. it's going, hey, we, we've, you know, I've given you an hour of my time. We've done this right now. Let's reconvene in like 30 days or whatever. Yeah. Like, let's let's see how you're tracking with it. Because, yeah. and, and and not everyone, you know, some people, you know, fall off and that's, That's part. That's the nature of the beast, but I've found that's actually been a little bit of a winning formula.
0: What do you find, like, because obviously there's, you know, you do have two different types of things happening there. You've got you're actually helping people that are in a bit of a rut, Mm. but you're also helping people that are looking to get going, right? Yeah. Who Who's the better person to deal with?
1: Oh. I like both, and do you know what? Like to be honest, you know, we've had some. I've had some great successes, and I've seen some people, you know, who are feeling a lot of it is they lack their ability to self promote. Yes, and they actually, and you've got to draw that out of them, and you've got to give them, and you've got to. tell them all the things they're great at. Yeah. And that then they have to shut that from the rooftop. So they're not used but no one really likes self promoting. No, no. Um so you so once they start doing that and then they start seeing the success coming out of it, yeah. you do see the confidence lift, which then flows through to all parts of their business. Yeah. So I've definitely with a few other agents I've worked with. And look, I've only been there a year and a half. I've seen mm. um some 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 of them go on leaps and bounds, which is yeah. great. And that's not just down to me, that's other no. a whole lot of other things. But we've played a small part.
0: Yeah. It. But but the key thing there is you've given them confidence. And yes. I think that's that it's your role as a leader. I see mm. it's my role as a leader, is, and even with the business owners that we work with, is to give them confidence—confidence mm. um, confidence to actually take some action—and in, in, in despite of what everything else that's going on, right? And I think it's it's a it's a good thing to do because yeah. I really I really understand this now, especially in my role. And this is the same would be the same for you. Uh, I tell people, hey, look, you don't have to actually believe in yourself because I believe in you. Yeah, and I think that's the key that you're that's doing. It's a great message. You know, you you you're you're letting people go, hey, don't worry, I'll, I'm in your corner. Hmm. And I think that's, like, people need that doubt, right? Because you're right, especially, like, I know, working with, with some agents and stuff in the past, they do need that confidence because it's not just, it's not all even like you go into the marketplace and, yeah, the marketplace is probably nicer than their other agents, yeah. You know, um, it's a kind of it's an interesting world that they you guys live in. that's it's very competitive. Yes. Um. So so it's good that you're you know you're standing in there and helping them give them that confidence so they don't have to believe in themselves right now because you believe in them and then one day they can believe in themselves and mm. they're, they're away to the races. So mm-hmm. probably that that the person that's in that rut is, is is a ideal person to work with. Yes. Especially if they really because it's it's an interesting industry um you know there there are some successful people in there in that Uh industry right um but there's also there's a whole bunch of people that that probably you know that are struggling to make it and they do need someone to help them right
1: Uh
0: so your day then obviously helping people and looking after the marketing team i think it's quite unique what you've got there at harcourt's Homewood. you've got a you have a marketing team but you also have marketing resources what why do you Mm. think that's so important like
1: Oh, I think, um, you know, like we we operate our own marketing studio mm. and look, I've dealt with a lot of agencies mm. through my time working with these corporate companies, but the level of of um, resource in there is really high. It's at yeah. agency level. Yeah. And, um, and so you know we have we have a team of five in there, um, and each sort of has their little areas of um, yeah. you know of that they favour or that they specialise in. Look, a lot of the stuff that they do is producing a lot of the same materials like flyers yeah. and proposals. Um, but there's always just so many other little projects that we be out amongst the team. Um, but I think that marketing and knowing that our team have the best, I think the best marketing. Yeah. Uh, Tony will will vouch for that as well. Yeah. Um, something that they feel really proud of taking in and you know given our franchise area is really nice and condensed it means that everything is produced out of our head office they just it's a five minute drive they can come and pick up and Mm. take this quality marketing they're already a step ahead of the competition
0: yeah
1: Yeah. um and there's some really nice little points of difference that we do just so that they it gives them more confidence when they go in and do that listing presentation yeah
0: and i think speed of implementation is something that i've seen when, when tony showed me and i was like oh Speed of implementation, you yeah. got a point of difference there, right? You know, you're right, five minutes round, you need something, you can create it, boom, you're round and pick it up. And you're yeah,
1: full commercial print setup. Yeah. So we it's <laughs> produce our own magazine. So, yeah, it is impressive. Yeah. And look, we have, you know, we turn around these proposals. They always take priority in our business. We produce those and they're done within two hours. So they yeah. get prioritised in terms of our workflow. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, that's very very cool and I think mm-hmm. and look when you're looking for an edge in the marketplace they are the sort of things that you need right mm-hmm. so interesting point you you've you've created your own book uh yes. I know Tony said it was all his idea <laughs> uh, but but so what a great idea right so I know you're a big part of this and you're a big driver behind um, homes on homewood um like where did that idea come from because end of the day Blue Book was gone.
1: It was gone, and you, you know, know and, you, and,
0: and, and the industry saying we don't need it anymore. We yeah. don't need this thing. So why?
1: Well, everyone will tell you, you know, print's dead, and yeah. no one reads. The- yeah paper and you know, there's all this negative chat. But we just knew and we know from because we we ask our agents how their campaigns are going, yeah. why, how do people find them? How do they get through the open home? Yeah. And, you know, they've you know, you hear the success stories of all the time of that that unconscious buyer yeah. who's sitting in a cafe and they read a magazine or they start opening up the press in the home yeah. and they see this property and then they go through it. And next minute, you know, the purchase the property. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really tapping into those passive unconscious buyers. And that yep. was and not just pouring all of our I guess pouring vendors' marketing all into these portals yeah. um, for these people that are like with active intent. So we think there's a real place for it. It was obviously the the blue book had been around for a number of years. It, yeah. it sort of died a bit of a death, but we saw that as an opportunity to mm. actually create our own. And maybe that's why there's been such good buy-in from our team because it is just our homeward team in there. Yep. And then they, you know, they get some good profile out of yeah, that yeah. as well. Um, but they're all really proud of it. And I'm, and you know, we're about to put out our sixth edition. Yeah, yeah, we cool. create the whole thing in house it does get printed externally but um, and we have obviously I had those located around our franchise area
0: yeah so so Obviously, you guys have created your own asset there. That's what I really love about mm. too, right? Like uh, homes, home, is it homes, homes, bought, by home, homes by Homewood, right? and you've created your own asset. And then, obviously, you know, if you're, it's another thing that you can give to as a point of difference.
1: Yeah, and look, we're we're in the recruitment game all the time, mm. right? Like recruitments, mm. you know, in, in a management position, we are always focusing on recruitment and retention, and it's another little. Um, I guess, tool that we can offer because it is also a great listing tool for agents. You know, you pick it up and you can see these agents, see their faces, see a reminder of who's out there doing the business. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And no one else has got one, you know? No, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Anytime time, so neither. Well,
0: people copy success, do <laughs> don't they? You know, so, yeah. six edition, so it comes out monthly, which is yes. cool as well. That, that's that's yeah. awesome. I, I think it's. I know. I know the team's very proud of it, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's another cool thing as well. Like everyone's proud of being in there, and that's something like cause mm. you've created a really good culture. And I know you know, I talked to Tony and had him on the podcast, and obviously you know, there's good leadership there. But but the culture in the business, you know, is is pretty. You know, like, people want to come and work for you guys. Where do you think, where is that driven from and where does it come from? Like, why do you think people are um Yeah? To be part of that?
1: I think I can only bring it back to when I first started at Homeward. And um I think I just had this, you know, after the first meeting, Tony was pulled me into this boardroom. I think he was worried. I I looked, I think I looked a bit shell-shocked. Yeah, He's like, are you okay? And I just said, is it always like this? Is yeah. it always this? positive and energetic and upbeat yeah. or is yeah. this just a show yeah, it's yeah. like no, no no get used to it it's like yeah. this yeah and without a word of a lie, it is like that look don't yeah. get me wrong there's times when we are in the trenches and yeah. we've got you know like in any business but for the majority of the time it's so energetic it's yeah. so positive we have a lot of laughs yeah um it's all about the people yeah um and yeah, it's really hard to describe that culture until you get into it. And then mm. we have agents coming from other businesses and they just all, it's just the one thing that comes through yeah. every single time is the culture here is so different. Yeah,
0: so what are you doing then? Like, What are the, what are some of the little things that you're doing to create a good culture?
1: Oh, look, we have, you know, every office um, does a lot in their own space. Um, look, we really look after our people. Um, we really celebrate our successes. Mm. Um, you know, I think <laughs> real estate's renowned for that. But we really do celebrate our successes and our team members and offices when they do well Um, we do you know like every every couple of weeks there's some sort of team building activity Mm. or gathering within each office and then we always um you know like we always find a reason to celebrate something like cup week and um we we pour a lot of energy i guess that's where i get to use my event management skills and we've got an awesome executive assistant she loves doing events as well so we pour a lot of um, energy into creating great events, yeah. And people, they are the thing that a lot of yeah. people, you know, they really hang out for our yeah, events yeah. because they are they are great.
0: Yeah, but the cool thing there is reasons to celebrate. You know, like yes. created a hashtag years ago called Celebrating Victories. Mm-hmm. Um, but giving people reasons to celebrate, like you go to work, right? And look, we just did a really cool thing the other day with the team. We did a um, paint and sit. It was mm, awesome. Great I, idea. Oh, I was real like, oh, is this going to be any good? <laughs> but it was awesome. And everyone loved it, right? And it's reasons to get together and celebrate. Yeah. And I think, you know, because going to work can be really boring if you want to make it boring. Yeah. Or you can have a good time and have a good culture. And and I think the cool thing there is when other, you just said it, when other agents start to come in and go, oh, it's not like mm. that, you know? You know you've won, Right. And right. it doesn't
1: have to be expensive things nice. either. Like it can. we're doing ping pong next week yep. with one of our offices. Um, you know, if, in fact, internally, a whole lot of um, us organized a karaoke. We went into karaoke the other Friday night. That was such a great stress Friends. release on a Friday. Highly yeah. recommend it. Nice. So you actually, it starts yeah. to filtrate into everyone. And yeah. they, they start organizing things because so they yeah. actually love being together yeah. and doing things together.
0: Yeah. And and that's part of the culture. You know, mm-hmm. And in high performance culture, I think that's really interesting too yeah. because it's quite a, you know, uh, real estate is it's stressful, right? Yes. You're dealing with people's biggest assets and emotions there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of a lot of energy can be drawn into that you mm-hmm. know there's there's highs and there's definitely lows you mm-hmm. know especially now market could be a wee bit tougher for a lot of people so maybe you know if you're not bringing the energy as i think tony says bring the fizz put the fizz in the coat you know? yeah you know, you've got to bring that energy if you're not bringing it who else is going to bring the energy
1: Well, you have to and look just today I was standing with an agent and at that time she, there was, you know, she had had some news around a listing that she didn't get and she was just you know, and she was just like this never happens to me, but you know, we, we went and we sat down and I was like, right, we're, we're going to call and we're going to find out what's happened. Do you know, yeah. do you want me to stay in the room with you? Like, no, I'll do it. And, you know, once she actually did that, found out the whole reasoning behind yeah. it, you know, she felt a lot better. Yeah. Um, and because, but you've got to be there because they can, you can feel on your own, yeah. Um. you know, at the end of the day, you are an independent contractor. Yeah. So, but we're trying to make them feel like they're, they're nothing like that at all. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely on our team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the difference, right? Yeah, there's a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. That's very cool, and then, like that's that does like you have to have leaders that are prepared to execute that and and buy into that mm-hmm. because if you if you don't like that can like, that just that won't stay around, right? No. Um. So that's very cool. Gradual, like that is that is I love hearing things like that because I think it's such a big thing in growing people. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're growing people, and if you look in, you know, I think Richard Branson said, if you look after your people, they'll look after the the rest, right? Yeah. So you look after the people, and then all of a sudden your clients are looked after. You. Mm-hmm. Your clients looked after, you, you get more clients, and it's sort of just it's snowballs. Mm-hmm. That's real cool. Hey, so so obviously, um, what have you what have you seen with technology coming in? You talked about <laughs> a little bit of lead, lead generation, but obviously there's other talk, technologies now yes. coming into the space. Yes. Where do you see everything starting to land in, in the in the whole marketing space?
1: Um, Well, obviously, you know we. Um, we're using a lot of AI now in yeah. our marketing team, yeah. and it's been. You lo- I think you you put this challenge to your team, mm. and um, and uh, my team actually they they have always they're, they're the same. They've found mm. another hour more in their day that's that's made them a lot better in their roles especially around you know we have creating a huge amount of content all the time like it's content 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 we have two people really managing our socials and um you know newsletters and all that kind of thing so with the amount of content creation i think you know it just feels a bit sharp and a bit more refined and the uh, guys sort of freed them up it was used to be a little bit of a bottleneck around that but look we still use we actually still use a copywriter as well Like, there's still a need for that um especially like if we're bringing you know we're writing about our people or you know yeah sometimes there's just some things that i feel like i I can't do Yeah, yeah but i do i'm really excited for it i think i can't wait to see what happens um and you know, yeah, we are. You know, we're going through a huge transform, um, transformation in the technology space at the moment as a business. Mm. Uh, we're about to go into a huge new C- CRM program, Vault. You know, and that's, you know, this is, you know, we've got people, you know, we've got everything from twenty-year-olds to seventy-plus-year-olds yeah. working our business. So we're going to go through this huge transformation. Yeah. But it's trying to, you know, approach it with positivity and really yeah. pull out all the great positives because there's going to be so many new features that we're going to mm. have at our fingertips, which I can't wait
0: to roll out. Yeah, that's a- an interesting one, eh? Getting everyone to buy into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we could even see it at some of the, the events that we've done. You know, you have different people have just don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then other people want to, they're rushing into it. Yeah. Which I find, and look, I just think, especially with AI and the, the event that I talked to you guys about it is find an hour, mm-hmm. um, use it as your assistant. You know, and we, yes. had some, we had some great uh, presentations here on Friday. And it was really cool to see how the team's even taken that to another level of, yeah. of time, you know, to getting time back and really using it as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's, that's the key to it. But yeah, obviously getting people to buy into technology. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing there? Have you got uh, one of the best things I've ever seen with, with a company? There was a electrician um, firm. They were actually one of the fastest growing electrician firms in, in Canterbury. They won, won one of the business awards at the Westpac um, just after oh, yeah. the earthquake hmm. and they went paperless. Mm. Uh which was in their industry, you know, there wouldn't be many paperless um, firms and in- I said, how did you do that? And he championed one person to be in charge of that technology. And that te- he then taught everyone else. So it wasn't the boss saying
1: it. No. It was yeah.
0: champion that started going out and championing the, how are you guys going to roll that out? Well,
1: we've managed to get one office paperless. That was, we've yeah. got a great manager there who's very, he's a great adopter of technology yeah. um, and he's a great champion for it. So um, we have got one office, but, you know, real estate is, there's a lot of paper. Yeah. I mean, we still have the little pigeonholes with the paper in it, which I hadn't, hadn't ever uh, seen before and I was like what is this but you've just you know look I hadn't been a real estate before and so when you know you can't come in and go we've got to get rid of this it's actually yeah. getting a real understanding of why they needed and you know I think knowing that we had this huge transformation coming it was actually no point really touching anything until yeah. we go through that and then I think that's when we will start to slowly, you know, implement some of these things. Yeah. And that would be, yeah, a real passion project for me.
0: Yeah. So you said you're excited. What are you excited about most?
1: Oh, I think, I mean, this platform we're going on to, VOLT RE, it's the, I mean, it's the leading real estate technology in the world. So it's the ability to, I guess, communicate with, for agents to communicate with clients. Nice. So um, their ability, you know, the moment someone steps into an open home, instead of using a paper open home register, they load them straight into their database. Yep. It recognises mm-hmm. they're a duplicate. It sends them a link straight away with all the information information on the property from nice. their mobile number, yep. it sends them a follow-up. It's just yeah, yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah. streamline a lot of that and give give buyers and give vendors a lot more information right um at their fingertips.
0: Nice making that before, during and after experience a lot yes. a lot more seamless. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and giving people a better experience. Yeah, which is cool. Mm. That's awesome. Well that's exciting because you know obviously technology breakthroughs can really have a massive effect. And I think, you know, when when you get that right and people start buying in and people start seeing it, it, it like it's 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 a cool thing. Hey, so this has been an amazing chat. We've been going nearly forty five minutes. Oh my goodness! Um, I've got a couple of things I wanted to cover, and, and obviously, mindset's a big one for me. Um, but I'd love to hear some of the success stories that you you know we've already talked a wee bit about that. But some mm-hmm. of the some of the success stories you've seen, and, and and obviously, I I love talking about mindset. So you know, I'd love to know a wee bit more how you've developed yours and how you keep yourself. Obviously, working in real estate, how do you you keep yourself up?
1: Yeah. Well, this is, you know, unfortunately, I'm not like you in the the gym club and I don't get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym and have cold showers and do all these strange rituals. In fact, being in hospitality has made me incredibly nocturnal. So um, I do tend to do my best work late at night yep. um, that's cool, so man. yeah and I tend to be a bit notorious for staying at the office late or going home and working late it's yep. just what works for me and I just yep. think that's because of the industry that I've worked in for so long Yeah. Um, I think where I get I mean obviously yeah it's trying to make sure I look after myself making yep. sure that I'm always doing something yep. each day you know physically getting up and going to the gym or you know walking yep. around Hagley um that's really big but i think i just come in being around the lights of some of the people i work with yeah. you just have to be up and if yeah. we're not up you it'll just bring everyone yeah. down so you know i just i guess i take it as a really serious Role that I have that I have to be positive, and mm. you can't have a bad day. Mm. Um, and doing my role or doing Tony's role, you, yeah. you have to always be up. And you're on know, stage, right? You're on stage, and mm. I think, look, that actually takes me to you know, and you asked me before about like great books I've read. Mm. Um, and I'm a huge fan of all of the Disney books on not the Disney Ferret House, yep. but all the Disney books on leadership. Yeah, and you know, there's so many things. If you saw my Disney books, they are literally they've got post it notes, they've got highlighted. I've read them over so many times. Mm -hmm. But one of the things they do at Disney is they put a mirror on every door that goes out into an into an area where the public is yep. and it has on there you're about to go on stage, stage. how you yeah. see yourself now is how the guests will see you yeah and i actually implemented that um and at um V-Base. so yes. again it's like you are on stage that's and cool. that's now even like when i get out of my car and then i get on the lift and it's like ta you are on stage yeah, and i yeah. think it's just it's honestly just flowed through hey look sometimes you know, you might fall off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you are on stage, and you've got to go. You know, and it's a real Gilbert and Norka thing. Mm. You've got to treat every day like you're in it. You're training to win like you've just what are we going to do today that's just yeah. a bit better
0: yeah
1: um in fact he's now got the not just trying to win trying to dominate yeah i think that's the next phase
0: that's awesome yeah but but what a cool mindset to have and what a good thing to be able to share people because obviously look success leaves clues if it were for disney mm-hmm. and, and look people are going out there and paying big money to go to disney and you know like a little thing look in the mirror hey you're on stage yeah and get yourself in that character
1: Honestly, those, you know, it's one of the biggest brands in the world. So you you need to you there's, yeah. you need to listen to them. You need to read yeah. their books. Um and around the Disney Way and around the their the 10 steps for um you know strategic leadership, so many great um pills of wisdom, no matter what field of work you're in.
0: Yeah. Well some of your favorites obviously the mirror. This is a
1: bit- oh, I think like a, so. They, their team spends so much time. Their management team out on the grounds. So they actually don't really sit down to a meeting. And then yeah. the first thing they do is they go around their parks or around, you know, wherever it might be, um, and they speak to the team. They speak to the team members, and they are going. And that, they're the ones. You know, you go. You you imagine walking into any business right now, wandering yeah. around, and saying, "Hey, what would be something right now that would make this experience a little bit better?" The guys that are doing this job yeah, every day. Yeah have the ideas. Yeah. So that's where they got all the answers. They're like, hey, look, I think we need to, um, you know, our uniforms are looking a little bit old or whatever. I think we need to, they, you know, yeah. little but also just yeah. tiny little things that they take from their people and then, most importantly, they implement it. Wow. And that's why their team members are yeah. so forthcoming because they know that they implement those. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, and you know, it's like, you know, using that using that research or using that information you get from clients and from your people it's it's so valuable and yeah. then putting it into place.
0: That is that is really valuable. Going and asking the people at the coalface because mm. a lot of and a lot of the times you, I've worked in the corporate world, they'll come and ask you, but then they never do anything with the no, feedback. No, you no. Know? And I think that's that's probably some of the saddest things. But you're know, going and asking and then implementing uh, is is very cool. I've, I've been reading a book at the moment, A Diary of CEO, and he mentions there was a, a bullet train in, in Japan, and they were. No one believed that this the turnaround on the on the training of this or the cleaning of this train was like seven minutes, and they the even though the train was cleaned, no one would they really struggled for people to give them a like to believe it. Ah. So so what they did is these people had blue uniforms, so he then dressed them all in red uniforms, and they stood out outside the train. And when people would come out come out of the train, they would bow, then they would go in and clean the train, uh, and he made it like these people were on. On stage. Stage, Yeah. And it was amazing, like the the performance of them, because they were prouder, they were in these Mm. red uniforms, they were bowing, people could see that these people were actually cleaning the train. Yes. And the review, the the basically um, the feedback, they were doing the same job, but people within Gate were giving them the feedback that the trains were cleaner. Mm. Uh, but the the pride in these people, and I thought it was really really interesting. It's the you know just helping your people be better, but also at the same time be seen. Yes, like they're on stage now; they're being yeah. seen, and so that personal responsibility I thought was was something I very cool. Yeah. yeah, cool. So so obviously Gilbert and Oka. Um, yes, we're very
1: fortunate enough yeah. to have access to Gilbert. Yeah, from yeah. time to
0: time. Lucky enough to see a presentation that he did, and I was I was I said to Tony at the end, I might have said to you as well. I don't. Do the people here understand how um, how lucky they are to have and be involved in a business that has access to that? Because you don't just have a good one in okay, you've got a lot of different people that come in and I speak know. that are really world class at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's some of the difference that your guys at home would get access to. That's pretty cool, right?
1: Yeah, we're always, you know, and that's that set, always training to win, training to dominate. Mm. Like we're always trying to think who can we have come in, what's going to give us that extra edge mm. um, you know we've got a great new agent who she's coming in on Thursday we're flying her in from Auckland, she just won the Josh Vegan Change Agent of the Year young, really successful agent we're bringing her in and again she'll re- it'll resonate with different people to tell us about how she's got to where she has, yeah. so we're always obviously we we have our, our team internally always sharing, um, you know we do panels and training sessions but you know we're always looking at bringing that external resources so we've brought in some incredible speakers from overseas and all around New Zealand. That's awesome. um, And there's plenty more that we're organizing at the moment. Yeah.
0: That's so that's so cool. So look, you know, obviously, let's pitch it here. If you're if you are listening to this and you're looking at a career in real estate, you should be talking to the team at Harcourt's Homewood. Like they are world class, you know, and you bring in world class people, but you also have a world class culture. So I'm gonna put you on the spot because that's what I do on this podcast. Let's think about you as a – let's think about people as as a real estate agent. If Mm. you were looking to become a real estate agent right now, Mm. you know, and and like we all know it's competitive and we all know there's hundreds of people that have failed at real estate and there's hundreds of people and thousands of people that have been successful. Mm -hmm. Know what you know now. Give me five things that you recommend people should do. I
1: did have to think about this. Um, You're right. Agents are being replaced by other agents Mm. all the time. So I guess the first thing is you've got to get really – quickly comfortable with being uncomfortable nice. and so i, I think get really you're going to have to hustle yeah. and you're going to have to ask for the business yeah um and you are going to have to let everyone you know that you will you're in real estate now yeah. and you'd love their support yeah you have to you you know and this is a big thing it's amazing how many people don't ask for the business yeah like did you ask?
0: Yeah.
1: um so I guess that and and it can be uncomfortable but I promise it it does get easier
0: what do you think what do you think they're not prepared to ask is it because they just don't have the confidence uh, in themselves I think or it's or that the,
1: fear of rejection rejection
0: oh, it's yeah, rejection. Well, that's what it comes down it to.
1: could be that they're dealing with someone that they've known for a long time and they don't want to take yeah. it from a friendship to a to a yeah. business relationship yeah. but you know that network of people you have um to start with is really you know that's yeah. that's your starting point yeah. so you have to you yeah. have to be able to do that
0: yeah so get get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I think look anyone who's successful in anything in life they go through that period. You actually mm. just have to sit with it. You have to, you know, at some degree you have to challenge yourself to be uncomfortable and be okay with it. Yeah,
1: that's where the biggest learnings are, yeah. isn't it? When you yeah,
0: you're yeah, totally. in that that's awesome. That's a great start.
1: Uh, my next one: um, real estate is a contact sport. Yep. So get ready to pick up the phone and make lots of face-to-face. Yep. Don't think that you can do it from sitting behind a computer. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about trying to get that nice balance if yep. you're doing lead generation. Yep. But, you know, there's no reason why you can't throw that in the mix. Yep. But you are going to have to get ready to get busy picking up the phone and yep. scheduling, you know, lots of face-to-face yep. meetings.
0: So you're picking up the phone and you, you yeah, so face-to-face meetings, that's uh-huh. exactly what you're trying to get yes. in front of people, talk you to people. You fill and- your
1: week with those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um
0: fill your
1: week. Fill your week. Uh um, my next one is, you know, how many times do you get asked, you know, what do you do? I get you okay. know you So you've got to obviously nail your elevator pitch because you, you know, there's so <laughs> I I hear so many people who don't nail this. Yeah. Um but you so you so you have to be able to say what you do, yeah, not I just work for hardcore okay, or something so like that. What would someone say? oh, I, I help people buy and sell um, real estate, mm-hmm. you know, for starters. Yeah. Because it sounds better than saying, I yeah. work for – or yeah. I'm a real estate agent. Um, you know, but there's there's a lot more fizz you could put in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think as the second part of that is you have to nail your listing presentation. If you yeah. can nail your pitch – as in why people would choose you, and then you can nail your listing presentation. Yep. You're pretty much all the way there. Yep. So that listing presentation you need to do in front of a camera. You need to do in front of your manager, in front of a mentor, in front of some people, and then get nice. and perfect it. Like do yep. it Re- definitely record it. Yeah, um, I think you know that's a great tool to watch back and critique. And if you can nail that presentation, look, we've seen some people do great work with Darren Prattley in that space. Yes. Where yeah. He has got them the best. practicing and practicing, yeah. and now they've got some of the best listening presentations out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and realize that, hey, to be once again, you've got to sit being a bit uncomfortable. Mm. I, I When I, I realized that feedback was good was when I was at Toastmasters mm-hmm. and they'd give you feedback. They'd give you what you've done well then what you could work on and then what, you, what you, you've done well again. And yeah. I really liked that. I thought it was because a lot of times in the corporate world you just get told what you've done wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and there was no really positive feedback to that. And I think that's really important that. But it's really important that you do work with experts in that space. And I yes. think that's where Darren like and, and even your team, yeah. you know, like having a mentor is really key, right? Having someone mm. that can, you know what, hey, what about if you just tried that or just said that, you know, or, Well, -hmm. well, take that out. You don't actually need that, you know. And practice is, is key there. So Shoot, I'm going to be a good agent. I tell you, yeah, I'm hey, I'll follow these, three, these yeah. three. there's
1: two more though. There's two
0: more. Let's keep going. Um,
1: I think obviously it's just immerse yourself in all things real estate. So yeah. I get asked this all the time. You know, so how's the property market going? Yeah. Like, do you get you know, people just want to know. Everyone's interested, right? Because yeah. most people are in property to some degree. Yeah. So you have to really know your know the answers. You know, it has some stats. We had some stats yeah. up today. Um, you know how like the days on market has come down for you know for, which yeah. from thirty four to 30 um based on last year, you know, the median house prices. So knowing that data within your franchise and within yeah. the region is really valuable. So you look like you actually know what you're talking about. Um, I think also experiencing and following other agents, experiencing their open homes. Yep. It's probably something, you know, it's you can take some key things. What did they do really well? What yeah. didn't they do well? Um, yeah, because so, you can
0: learn a lot from other people. Yeah. And also you can learn a lot from other industries as well. Like yes. Going in and being curious. That's what I say to people all the time. I think I said it at your, your be curious. Yes. You know, put on a part-time marketer's hat and start to be curious about what other people are doing. And that's
1: when we get those. I mean, look, I had something, Jason Gunn, we had to speak at yeah. a, with our team earlier this year. And, you know, the other day he sent me this electronic kind of handwritten card and he had said, hey, I was just driving past the town hall and I was thinking about what a great, you know, day that was with your team and yeah. I hope everyone's well and you know, there was no it was just a really lovely message. Yeah. And I was like, what a what an awesome touch. And I sent yeah. that to a couple of agents I'm working with at the moment on a few things just around client experience. And I was like, how many times do you drive past someone and you'll see them or and how nice to follow it up with that. Yeah. It would have taken them like two minutes.
0: Yeah, but that's cool. It's yeah. a little once again small hinge with yeah. big doors. That it's that after experience, right? Mm-hmm. Before, during and after what's the after experience look like Mm -hmm. um one thing i really liked and i was actually talking to these guys today about it um i love how you with your auction results you put the you know like the the how many um properties sold i think it was 82 percent the other day at auction yes the the sales a medium sales price was a 908 K and i thought i actually use it the, when I was talking to them, yeah, I know, we did so far as I was I was I was using those stats, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they were there, and I thought that was really really good, it made yes. me more knowledgeable. Yes, and I'm not even a son of real estate, but but yeah, okay. so embrace yourself or immerse yourself in everything real estate. And yeah, you guys obviously had the, the well, way there's to do some that.
1: great agents and not just following ones here, obviously overseas. There's some great examples yeah. of um, agents and change makers in that space yeah, to follow. Totally. Okay, mm. number five. Um, I think so structure. So we've talked a bit about Gilbert mm. and Oka and we talk about the triangle, magic yes, triangle. So absolutely. you would have known. So obviously, um, you know, skill set, like we give our team so much support around the skills yeah. and the training, like there is no shortage of training. Yeah. So, you know, there's skill set, um, there's mindset, you know, we yeah. can you know, keep people really positive, yeah. keep them uplift uplifted. Yeah. And it's that that other one in the corner structure.
0: structure.
1: And, uh, and I see, look, I spend all my days in real estate offices. I can, you know, see, you know, successfully leaves yeah. The people yeah. that follow a structure
0: yeah.
1: and are really disciplined and doing yeah. the calls yeah. and showing up, they're the ones that are doing yeah. really well. Yeah. So I think, you know, we have the ideal week. And I say to people, if you just follow this ideal week, yeah. I promise you, you yeah. will be successful. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that implementation phase, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, but if they're blocking out and being ruthless with their time, then they've got scheduled for prospecting and for face-to-faces and just not going, oh, I don't want to do that today, I might do that. And then, yeah. it, you know, like sometimes yeah. when you, you know, you can't really yeah. go to the gym. Yeah. You know, you have to be so yeah. set on that structure. That's, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, like, when I saw Gilbert talk about that and put the And I was like, and he asked the question, Oh, is it skill set? Is it mindset? Is it Mm -hmm. it structure? Everyone kind of said mindset. I know. And it was natural. And I thought about that. And when he said structure, and then he explained how they, when a halfback who was getting angry on the field and was getting trouble with the referee, and he gave him this, because he had the skill set, he had the mindset to be there, but then he gave him the structure to handle that. And I thought, wow. Mm -hmm. And then he said something really key. And I think you've kind of just said it as well, but he, he said, Make discipline your superpower. Yes. And I thought that was brilliant. You yes. know, make discipline your superpower because, you know, if you've got a structure and the structure is there and the structure is you do 10 phone calls mm-hmm. and then the structure is you do 10 presentations and then the structure is, and I just thought you've got to have a discipline to do that, right? So make discipline your superpower.
1: If, and if you do that, you will successfully come. Yeah. We've seen it. We've got, yeah. you know, we see it with the people that are doing it. So yeah. if, so yeah, it's, it's probably the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is very cool. So number one was be, Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know. Just just live in rejection for a while. Yes. And realize if you do the work, you get through it. Um, real estate is a contact sport, and I think that could put a lot of people off. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, um, that's once again being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you can – because the interesting thing there, and I know this from, from doing presentations, um, it's scary at the start. Oh, yeah. But then it just becomes – yeah. Something that you do. Yeah. And it just becomes natural, you know? Um and, and I think I think so, yeah, just getting getting used to that. Um number three was obviously getting good at what you do, you yes. know, helping people, nailing your nailing your presentation, presentation your nailing what, what you do, you mm-hmm. know, getting really clear on that. And that's so cool. That's like if you could just get that thing, mm-hmm. you know, that what you do, oh, I work for hard courts, you know, oh actually what what is it that you do? Yeah. Um and and learning to be a good presenter. Um immersing yourself in real estate, well that's you know, like Mm. you've got all the tools to help you. Yeah, become that knowledge source. Having a structure. What a like what a gift. If you if you're watching this and you're looking to get in real estate, you need to contact the team here, you need to get in touch with Janelle because this is the team that you want to work for. This is where this is where the magic's going to happen. Because I think if someone actually really wants to succeed in this industry, you have to work with successful people. Yes. I think that's the difference. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone who can take you through those five things and and actually help you succeed with that. And actually care enough to actually get you through those tough periods is is, is a big part of that success, right? hmm cool. Absolutely. Hey, Janelle, this has been a fantastic chat. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I've learned actually quite a lot. Um, And look, I think we talked about a number of different things. My biggest takeaway here, though, is, um, you know, that, that experience, you know, Get good at creating experiences for people, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're an internal team or external team. Yeah, and I think that's something you've done really, really well. So, so thank you for coming on. Is there anything you just want to leave with before? Oh before no, we-
1: I think I've talked a lot. No, you have. No, you <laughs> have. And, and look,
0: I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy. You just come from a a lunch where you're doing, you know, with your team and training yes. and that sort of stuff, and that's really important. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate your time. I learned a lot, and congratulations on on. I didn't know that you did a degree in. It later on, while you still had a child and stuff like that, and I think that's been still cool.
1: time for you, yes, not.
0: yes, that's not going to happen, but anyway, <laughs> um. But I, I think it's awesome that you, you've you done that and also that you've taken like what you've learned. And I think this is why I loved our chat and why I love talking to you. You don't just, you like there's a lot of marketing people I talk to, they just, they have these ideas, but they never implement. Oh, and you're okay. a real implementer. And I think yeah. that's the skill that you've also, yeah, and I talked about you, know, you bring that whole experience, but you actually know how to implement that. And I think that's really, really cool. So appreciate you being on the Marketing for Business podcast. This is going to be a great episode. So... Once again, thank you for being here. Uh, For everyone listening, like, please share this episode. Like, share it with someone. Share it with someone that that you know needs a bit of hand right now. Whatever type of business they're in, um, share it with them, because it could be the thing that that actually helps them get to that next level, especially if they've been in a rut. There's some great tools Janelle has just shared with you to actually get you out of that fog and get you going into that that next level of success. So I appreciate your time. Thanks for being there. And until next time, have a great day. Hi, schools here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues, that'd be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.